You're with Clement Magnatella on 702. Live streaming countrywide on the Prime Media Plus app. Yes, TV channel 856. 92.7 and 106 FM. Nine minutes after nine o'clock. Dumelang, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Clement Magnatella Show. It's wonderful to have you with us here on 702. I trust you are doing all right this morning on this International Mother Language Day. No, Mother Tongue Day, you will. This is a day that is set aside each year to highlight the relevance of cultural and linguistic diversity as well as to remind the world of the necessity of indigenous language preservation um i should have actually started give it a lesson bit reala morela le nanerong la clement madimeja magnatella show that means you are welcome so when you call in today or you're sending us a whatsapp voice note why don't you greet us in your mother tongue or a language that you are learning you know someone once said engaging someone in their mother tongue is the ultimate respect to humanity even if it's at a greeting level and i've said this before and i'll repeat it we need to learn to appreciate our languages when you call in there's nothing wrong with you greeting us in isikosa or sebedi or tsonga or afrikaans or french whatever language that is your mother tongue or language that you are learning one of the most beautiful things about this country is our diversity Imagine living in South Africa and all you can speak is just one language. That's a travesty. And you can't even greet in one of the other official languages? You're doing yourself a disservice, my friend. So when you're calling us today or you're sending us a WhatsApp, greet me in your mother tongue or in a language that you're learning. It can be whatever. German, French, Afrikaans, Sotho, Isikosa, whatever it is. Let's celebrate our indigenous languages. Let's celebrate our official languages. It's budget speech day. It's not an exciting day for us because we're going to be reminded of how broke we are. We're going to be reminded how some of our tax money has been wasted. Because even as much as this government continues to overtax us, because they are, it's still not enough to fund government programs. Hence our unsustainable debt. So for me, budget speech is like payday in this tough economy. You're not excited anymore to receive that SMS from the bank. Or are you? Because as soon as the money comes in, it leaves just as soon. Immediately. Because you've got obligations, you've got responsibilities, you've got debit orders. But anyway, I'm trying to use different words actually as well to explain how tough a position the finance minister is in today. You know, the words walking a tightrope have been overused this morning. Oh, it's a tough balancing act. <laughs> You're going to be hearing these words a lot today from us as journalists and broadcasters. What other words do journalists and broadcasters actually overuse on this day? Hmm? He's walking a tight rope. I think I heard Bongani say that this, <laughs> this morning. I've already heard it's a tough balancing act. Eh? Tough call to make. We need to come up with new words. But yeah, the finance minister... He needs to find 15 billion rand. That's the revenue shortfall. How does he raise that money? Through VAT? Does he increase personal income tax? I doubt 
that he will, not only because you're already squeezed financially as a taxpayer, but also because it's an election year. You know, that would be a bad move. And that would anger you, right? On top of the anger that you have about load shedding. So that wouldn't work for the ANC. So how do you increase tax revenue without crippling the economy? Because if you squeeze us too much, we don't have buying power and the economy doesn't grow. And especially now that Stats SA, just yesterday, said that the official unemployment rate has risen to 32.1% in the fourth quarter of 2023. In fact, the expanded definition, which is what I like focusing on, because that's the true definition of unemployment, that is now at 41.1%. And remember the finance minister told us in his midterm budget that growth is projected to average 1.4% from this year to 2026. And I don't think with these projections much is going to change. If that's how bleak our economic projections are, what does that mean for the material conditions of South Africans, especially the poor? What are the chances that you'll create jobs at this rate of economic growth? You need the economy at the very least to at least grow at 5 to 6% to create jobs. That's not going to be happening according to our projections very soon. So good luck to the finance minister. But more importantly, good luck to you, my friend. These are tough economic times for business and for us. 702. Let's walk the talk. Goedemorgen, Clement. En je spannend. Dat is Floris hier van die Westkaap. Ja. Twee dingen volgend. Gaan we bij uh, Rove uh, begrotingsrede wees. En dan, ja, uiteindelijk weet ons wanneer ons naar die stemlokaal toe gaan. 29 mei. Mooi dag daar voor jullie allemaal, man. Tot ziens, bye. Hi. Tovela, Clement. Goed wielen. Abschen. Minja, nee. Uh, Clement. Yeah, it's Isaac here yeah, from Orange Farm. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Isaac. Molweni, Absheni, Huyamare. It's 17 after 9. Your voice. Your station. Your open line. Walk the talk with Clement Magnatella on 702. Mali, you're calling us from Springs. Mali. Good morning. Molueni, Ninjani. See ya pila, Mali, Ninjani. Dear pila. Uh. Anyway, 2021, we spoke, you and I. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, my son needed an internship um, in the architecture department. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to thank you so much for seeing the need and for connecting me. And uh, I'm a very big person on gratitude. I really appreciate. Um, the person that called in to, um, to help him out was Urban Soup Architect. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Ordendahl took us on. And let me tell you, he taught him everything and anything. Actually, there's two of them. It's Yona and Ray, and they took him on. And they were wonderful with him. His two colleagues um, embraced him. And they taught him as much as they could. And I know when we spoke then, you said, phone us back, let us know. Mm. And uh, it took a bit longer to phone you back and let you know. The reason was he was supposed to be there, you know, until for the internship. But he ended up staying three years. And uh, it was just 
so good. We're forever grateful to you. And we are forever grateful to Urban Soup. I really, really, I never forgot any of you. You're forever going to be part of our lives. Thank you. Mali, that really, so this was during the unemployment hour, right? It it was, no, it was was just after lockdown. Yeah. But uh, he had struggled for two years. Um, after finishing university and okay. he never got anything. Yes. Oh man, Mali, thank you so much for, for calling us and giving us that feedback. Um, we've been doing something on the show. If, if you don't know what we're talking about, we call it the unemployment hour. We started doing it in 2021, Abel, actually, um, where at least once a year, we did it once a year in 2021 and then 2022, we did it twice. Last year, we did it twice. This year, have we done, did it once this year so far. And we're going to do it again at some point. So this is where we try and connect, use this platform to connect unemployed graduates with companies out there that may need help. Uh, well, that may need their skills or companies that need skills with the very skills that are available out there and the people are unemployed. And I know it's made a huge difference. There are people that have emailed us, giving us feedback that they've gotten a job because we connected them on the unemployment hour. So Mali, thank you for calling and giving us that feedback. And I'm glad to hear, because I, I think I remember that call um, in 2021 when your child was unemployed and he had graduated, he had studied architecture. And I'm so glad to hear that the people that we connected him to at the time have taken him in and he's got now a flourishing career in the, archi- in, in the architecture industry. Thank you so much. That really, really, really is warming my heart this morning. It's 20 minutes after nine. Your voice. Your station. Your open line. Walk the talk with Clement Maniatella on 702. By the way, please keep send us an email. When you've got feedback for us, you can send us an email on cm at 702.co.za. Tell us if as a company there is someone that we connected you to. Um, I mean, last year we got a call from someone who's now a lawyer. In 2021, we connected them to a law firm. All they wanted to do was they wanted to do their articles and we connected them to a law firm and they, they're now flourishing. So if, if we've connected you, you want to give us some feedback, give us a call or send us an email on cm at 702.co.za. It always just helps uh, to know that there are other, and I think it encourages other people as well. That's not just for us to pat ourselves in the back. It's got nothing to do with that. For me, when you call in, when I read your email on air and I'm telling people that you've been impacted, that gives someone hope who's going to call us on the unemployment hour because they know that there are people that have been connected and have gotten jobs uh, through that segment that we do. So we always, always appreciate your feedback. So we have an election date, my friends. Uh, the president has announced the date for the national and provincial elections. That's the 29th of May. That's the D-Day. It's a historic milestone in our democratic calendar. So please participate, um, especially young people. I don't think young people understand that this is their election. You know, Stats Essay estimated that there are about, in fact, over 20,600,000 people, young people, between the ages of 20 and 39. That was in 2022. Young people, you have the numbers to win this election. And the last I checked... There were about 14 million unregistered young people in the country. I mean, if you make that practical, in the last election, the ANC got about 10 million votes. 
if those 14 million young people showed up, what would happen? The ANC would get an overwhelming majority. So they wouldn't need a coalition. Did I just hear you say, God forbid? <laughs> or the ANC would be unseated. Like, do you understand the power you have as a young person? Like you are determining the future. So if you're not registered, if your kids are not registered, please use the online registration platform to register them. It's very easy. Hmm? And, and I wonder if you've already decided who you're voting for. I know who I'm voting for at the provincial level. I'm still trying to decide who to vote for at national. Um, have you decided? And how do you decide what party to vote for? What category do you use? Do you care about these manifestos that are being launched or is your mind already made up? And another thing, more importantly, what are you doing to energize young people around you? Hmm? I make sure that my, I made sure my sister is registered a long time ago. I'm now pestering her. Consistently, I'm asking, have you gotten your classmates to register? Have you told your friends to register? So how are you getting the young people in your household, in your family, your friends, your nieces and nephews, your cousins? How are you getting them to register? We all need to play our part in encouraging young people to register and in making them understand that this is their election to win or to lose. It's 24 after 9 o'clock. Your voice. Your station. Your open line. Walk the talk with Clement Manantela. On 702. I guess that's my mother's language since we grew up here. So, yeah. I wanted to comment and say one of the things that I do to encourage uh, the youth or the young ones, we have a group where I stay, a WhatsApp group. So now and then, what I used to do, I would send those messages to say, hey, moms and dads, please ensure that if you have an 18-year-old and above, ensure that they are registered to vote. I would do that literally maybe twice a week until I was literally kicked out of the group. Sandila from Prospect. Bye. Hey, Mulvani Clement, it's Wamza here in Chuabek South. Happy, happy International Mother's Day. Thank you. Thank you. Dumelang, Dumelang, Clement, Liba Mame, Liba Hauka, Ofe, Laba 702. Ah, eh, Lina Kere Kikene, Tatlin, Laka Jegu, Kiwese, Sucho, Sahe, So, Kere Dumelang, Basu, Chu, Dumelang, Ka, Ofe, La Dumelang, Dumelang. What's that saying, Eba? Basutu? What does it say? Um, Amandebele, they say Amandebele, Azla Ichem Gepa. But in Ichem Go. Ichem Gumrat. Amandebele, Azla Ichem Gumrat. That means then the Debele people eat pap and jam. Which is not really true because my mom is in Debele. I've never seen that ever. But everywhere we go, there's jam. Like when there's a ikute or initiation school, men are coming back from the mountain. We need jam somewhere there. Uh, I think Barbasutu something. Something like that. Mm. Let's go to some more WhatsApp voice notes.
Hi, Clement. Uh, Stembison Joan is back. Um, about the young people and voting, um, I encourage my son to actually participate in voting. He is turning 18 on the 15th of March. And when he registered online, a response that came back said he was uh, still young to register. But obviously he is young. However, by the time we vote, he will be eligible to vote. So I'm not sure how to handle this one to make sure that he's registered and uh, and so he can participate in the vote. Uh, if you know how to help, please help. Yeah, look, I think I could be wrong here. I've asked the producers to check with the IEC. Um, you, can, you are only eligible to vote at 18, but my understanding is you can already start registering from 16. I think I remember seeing that, like hearing the IEC say that. So let's just confirm that with the IEC. Already you can start from 16, but eligibility, you can vote at 18. And of course, you need to be a South African citizen. Right? Be at least 16 to register, but you can only vote at the age of 18. We'll get the IEC to clarify that um, for you. Steve, you're calling us from Midrand. What are your thoughts this morning? Hi. Good morning, Clement and listeners. Hi, Steve. So calm. Love that. Go ahead. (laughs) Yes, I wanted to say today is the day for the opposition leaders where uh, we're going to hear the real state of the nation. Not the, Mm. I don't know if I can say hogwash on air, that the president gave us. As Godomana is about to paint the bleak picture of our true finances. The budget cuts in the schools, how many schools they are not going to be able to build, their roads, how they're not going to be able to have budget cuts to build roads and close portals, how the army has no money to defend the Zamazamas and the borders. The list is endless. The bailouts that will be allocated to the various SOEs, the big picture that we're about to see is the real state of the nation. So opposition parties actually have an ally in Guatemala. <laughs> They've got an ally in Kotongwan. I love how you look at it though, Steve, because exactly, because that's where the truth comes up. That's where you're going to realize that we are broke. We don't have money. And the tax that you are paying is often misused. Because I never understand. So, because we are so overly taxed in this country, and yet that money is not enough for government to respond to their responsibilities and, and, and even government programs that they initiate. So I like that that approach, Steve. Today is the real state of the nation address. Inakotongwana is really going to be um, telling us what our fiscus looks like. Good morning, Clement. Clement, like you, provincially, I know who I'm going to vote for, and I can say it, it's Banyazal Sufi. Uh, nationally, yeah, no, I'm not sure. I'm still confused. Um, and when it comes to helping my the young generation, I helped my daughter to register online. She didn't want to go and register, but I helped her to register online because she's 18 years old. Kennedy Jobek. Good morning, Clement. On youth voting, you know, if you remember just over a year ago in the United States, there was a hedge fund that was brought down by the youth 
the hedge fund had bet that a company called GameStop would lose money. The youth pumped money into it, and thereby they killed that hedge fund. And it was just about the youth mobilizing amongst themselves. I wish the youth in South Africa would also do something like it with the political party. Choose one of the other political parties other than the ANC, back it, put your votes behind it, and get rid of this ANC. The youth need to realize they can do this. They've got the power. Thank you, Tsepo in Soweto. Oh, how do we get them to realize that, Tsepo? So what I want to do on the show, maybe next week or at some point, I want us to go to one of the universities, maybe VETS or UJ, University of Pretoria. I don't know. Maybe you can invite us. Um, I want to go to universities and I want us to speak to young people. Huh? Because I got a shock of my life when a friend of mine told me she, she was at VETS and she went to three classes and she was asking people, are you registered to vote? And out of the three classes that she went to, I think only about two people or three were registered to vote. How? So we need to drill it down, young people. When you, if you've got nieces, nephews, you've got cousins, Tell them to register to vote. Send them the link. Sit them down. Register on their behalf. This is our election as young people to win. This is our election as young people to lose. Let's take advantage of this moment. It's 9.31. Your voice. Your station. Your open line. Walk the talk with Clement Maniatella. On 7.02. It's 21 minutes before 10 o'clock. As I said, if you call us, when you send us a WhatsApp voice note, come on, don't be shy to greet us in your mother tongue. Uh, today is International Mother Language Day. Uh, it's a day set aside to highlight the relevance of cultural and linguistic diversity as well as to remind the world of the necessity of indigenous language preservation. So, Laboraro. Mitsutsu, yemasumi pe dite, weya iring yalisume. That means it's 21 minutes before 10. Yes! <laughs> Did I get that right? Bimela madimeja, sawo na madimeja, molwe ni madimeja. This registering of young people, it is, it is concerning. I have been pestering my daughter to register. And last weekend, I went to see her. She's at best. And I asked her, on the third, I told you to go register. Did you register? She says, no, mama, no, I'm going to go This morning, I did send her a text for her. Lala, go register. Because this is for you. It is not for anyone. You're not doing anyone a favor but yourself. This is not a child's play. And uh we need to go to the Uyedi Kulong cause Kasataka Monaquavet. The Chumichaga five of them. Korlenoka with six. Kirlekeba Buchisha individual war. Nar registered Pampoja or Sorabatoba. Habaji Tava A serious. They're not taking it seriously. So we I'll tell you when we're gonna go to, to the university. Um we we're gonna try to do that. Uh, we'll either go to VETS, UJ or UP, one of the closer universities, and go there, talk to young people. Why have you not registered? 
try get them to register. I'll bring in organizations as well to join that that outside broadcast. Just dedicate the the chunk of the show to drill it to young people that this is your moment. Hmm? Wake up to that reality. Hmm? Your voice. Your station. Your open line. Walk the talk with Clemens Manantela on 702. My goodness, Josh Lope is not going to stop, hey? He's fighting until the end. Reminds me of Faitam Kwebani, a.k.a. the former uh, public protector, Judge Lope now um, failing in his last ditch bid to avoid today's parliamentary vote on his impeachment with his application to strike uh, from the role. He's really been trying to avoid parliament from voting on confirming um, what has really been already been found because this process has been coming from the JSC already um, after ruling on this matter and then sending it to parliament. And I don't think he's going to stop approaching the courts now. But yeah, that's the breaking news uh, coming out this morning from the Western Cape. Your voice. Your station. Your open line. Walk the talk with Clement Maniatella on 702. Morning. With regards to, you know, why students are not coming out in numbers to go and vote, um, it would be interesting to actually hear from the leaders of the various student organizations that exist on campuses. Because, you know, obviously we have the, the national body and then they've got the student wings. So it would be interesting to hear what message is the student wing portraying to the student, um, to students? And is it aligning with the national agenda of the particular organization? And could maybe that be the reason why students are not going out in their numbers to vote? You know, is there is there an alignment between the two? And is that alignment, if there is an alignment, is it motivating students to go out to vote? Or is there no alignment completely at all? So much so that students don't see the reason why they need to vote. I hope that makes sense. And then let me grant. Yeah. Hi, Clement. Yes. I'm on my way to a voter education workshop in Clayville. I work for the Conrad Adenauer Foundation. It's a German political foundation which promotes democracy. Together with the South African Council of Churches in Houghton, we've been hosting these voter education workshops in the townships. And it's interesting that young people may, may seem disinterested in voting, but they just want someone to explain to them the reasons why they should register and actually go out to vote. So it's really necessary for us as um, older people to encourage the young ones to go out and vote. Really, this is in their hands. Mm, definitely. Um, you know what? We're going to get your contact details because when we go to universities, I want to bring in organizations that work in voter education. Um, I want to take them with there when we do this outside broadcast from, from one of these institutions. So we'll, we'll, I'll get the producers to give you a call. Um, I think we'll invite Balin Duli as well, uh, the former DA youth leader, because she started her own voter um, education organization. We need to do a lot. And I think the sad thing is that I feel that political parties are not doing enough. I think they think that that's a responsibility of the IEC and the IEC is already doing its part. I think I've seen some campaigns that they're doing. They're even getting influencers. They're getting celebrities to, to use that influence they have 
to convince their fans and followers to register to vote and, and, and come vote on the 29th of May. But you and I have a responsibility as well. And I wish political parties would also do more in not only focusing on their where they are strong or their basis. But I just wish political parties as well could just do extra work in, 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 in getting particularly young people to, to register to vote. Um, so I'll, I'll give you an update on when we plan on, on doing this, this OB at, at one of the universities. Let's continue with more of your calls and WhatsApp voice notes. The 29th of May is D-Day. Have you decided who you're voting for? Are you still deciding? And how are you getting those young people around you to register to vote? Maybe you can give us some tips. What can we do as the media? How can we use this platform? Hmm? What can other parents do? Maybe you want to share with us what you have done with your kids and their friends. How do we get young people to be energized about the upcoming elections? Because this is their election. Uh, and I just want to say a very good morning to the whole team of 702 um, Clement Maniatella show I really enjoy each and every single moment of it and thank you for um, emphasizing the importance of the youth having power to vote and I think I will really try and spread the message as much as I can with the knowledge that I have and I'll even search more deeper just to share with other people on why is it important for the the millions of young people who have a say in this country to turn things around. So thank you so much Clement and all the listeners who have put some input into our ears. Yeah. Um, thank you for, for, for that. Um, on the WhatsApp line, hey, Clement, uh, Bondia, Bondia, happy Mother Tongue Day. Uh, ciao, ciao. That's a message from Anonymous, um, in Kempton Park. Um, there's another one who says, Clement, I think voting in general elections should actually be made mandatory. Well, you know what? We once had Gogo Machikle, the political analyst on the show. I think we due to have him back on. And we were just talking about the state of politics and, and where things are heading. And one of the things he said that really got stuck with me was, we need to stop. We need to stop looking at people who decide not to vote as anomalies or as people who don't understand their constitutional rights. <laughs> yeah. He said in us, and I thought, what? And he was saying, and he wasn't saying, he wasn't encouraging people not to vote. He was just saying, there are people out there whom, when they decide I'm not voting, that's them exercising the constitutional right. And that's them sending a message to either a political party or the political system. I am not convinced that that's the way to go, because especially especially with these elections, my friends, every vote counts. In these elections, we are headed for a coalition. No doubt, that's the the high likelihood is we are headed for a coalition. So every vote counts. The moonshot pact are going to need probably three or four more or six more or 20 more votes for them to get a, 
I mean, I don't know. I don't think they'll get a 50% plus unless they talk to the EFF. But who knows? Politics in this country are so unpredictable. The ANC is probably going to need six more, 20 more, 50 or whatever, 10% more to be able to get a 50% plus one so that they return to the union building. So every vote counts more so this year. Malebu, you're calling from Lanseria. Good morning. Hi, my name is Malebo. How are you, Clement? Um, I'm all right, Malebo. Go ahead. I'm okay. Clement, you are not going to be voting on empathy or on sentiment. I voted on sentiment before because I saw the liberation happening before my eyes and I'm a recipient of uh, the post about the uh, regime. Mm. I am where I am because of some of the law mm. that were enforced to get me to where I am. Now, you've got a different tr- uh, a breed of people who are living post-democracy and they are telling you what about what now? Now that we've attained our freedom, why don't we even have access to economic uh, resources? And that is the truth of any South African mark. Mm-hmm. They should be willing to be encouraged. Uh, we need to, to, to um, get into some robust uh, political activation, mm-hmm. um, activism with their children. But then it doesn't happen uh, like a springboard uh, we're talking about this now on the year of the election. You know, we've got a knee-jerk reaction as a country, and that has to come to a stop. The one thing that I, I can tell you now is that in 50 years, we may, we may wake up having a president from, say, Nigeria or Somalia because their children were born and bred in South Africa. That is exactly where we're headed to because our youth are despondent. We have to deal with their youth and give them the reason why they have to be patriotic. Absolutely. Malebo in Lanseria, thanks for your call.